We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is Sunday night. Must be time to talk some baseball. We'll be all right at you with the next coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by Fantrax, the most customizable free commission service in fantasy sports, and also by Underdog Fantasy, home of the biggest best ball contest in the industry. Yeah, I'm, it is Sunday night. I'm Scott Jensen. Join us always on Sundays by uh, Jeff Erickson. Uh, Jeff, one of these weeks, uh, once we get games going, I'm going to not butcher the opening uh, blur before we do the intro. Yeah, and I'll try to do the same later on in the week when I, as I get two bites of that apple. <laughs> I was like, whenever we have games on, like I can always come up with something like that just happened in the day. And here yeah. I'm like, oh, what can I say funny really fast? And I just mess it up. And it's like, it happens. But uh, how are you this uh, this Sunday evening? What is it? February 19th there. Great. I feel like I'm scrambling to get caught up on everything. I, you know, don't, it's not for bad reasons. It's good. I, I had FSGA during the week, the FSGA, FSGA conference in oh, Vegas. Nice. How was that? Good. Yep. Good. Really fun. And then, uh, but a whirlwind because then I had to hustle back Friday morning. I missed a couple of sessions on Friday because of that, but it's only because I had Joe Sheehan and uh, my friend Jason Gray, uh, who used to be on the on ESPN. Now he's a scout with the Rays, uh, and our friend Dave Donovan, uh, who is not in the industry but a super great, awesome guy. Uh, and we did our annual golf weekend, so uh, very good times, uh, including uh, around at Oak Quarry yesterday, which is my favorite track in Southern California, at least among those publicly available. Did Jason let you know who's going to get the most saves for the Rays this year? Uh, he did not. I did not. I know, I, I know not to ask him. Anything. I'm kidding. I, and the only reason yeah. I ask is I know you don't ask him. So uh. Yeah, but I, I am buying in on uh, Pete Fairbanks. In fact, did uh, we start as, as a pitcher or as a closer with a lot of saves? A closer with a plurality of saves, at least. And I think that has value. This is in the FSGA league that I did, uh, uh, that we started on Thursday at the FSGA conference. It was a live slow draft, uh, if that makes any sense. We got through 12 rounds in two and a half hours, and then we're doing the Are rest. people just, yes, like, later. chatting and screwing around, or why does uh, it take so long? A little bit of that. Um, yeah. You know, two hour. I mean, a two-minute two clock, and they can extend the clock if need be. Um, I'll, tw- I'll, I'll retweet the uh, board after the show, and uh, yeah, because we'll start back up on doing, like, slow draft picks to finish out the draft. How are finish out half the active roster and then the reserves, but still, 
Uh, and it's like some people that I think haven't drafted yet and are still uh, learning the player pool or learning RT Sports's uh, draft system. You know, you know there's, I'll, there's some growing pains always involved there. Plus, drinks are served. Uh, Matt right. Deutsch from Better Network is there. He, you know, they Matt Deutsch used to be the Sirius XM Fantasy yeah. uh, program director. Now he started his own streaming network. Uh, and so he was doing interviews. So we'd get up and like talk about our picks and things like that. So yeah, that'll, that'll slow it down a little bit, a little bit there, but it, you know, honestly, it's fine. It knowing it's a February draft. It's a, it's 50 buck entry fee. So it's, or it, it's not completely casual, but it's mostly casual. I feel like I'm lower on Fairbanks than everybody. Everybody seems to love Fairbanks except for me. Do you, do you think he became a, a different pitcher in his 24 innings last year? Is it something you think that he changed because it was only 24 innings last year, and I don't love the 2019, 2020, 2021 stuff. Um, but obviously, it was awesome last year. But it was only 24 innings. Do you think he changed something, or you just think he found he flipped a switch because uh, he walked a lot of guys before that? Yeah, I mean, I do think he got better control, so I think yeah, that, was, that's a part of it. The walk rate think, dropped. You never see walk rates drop like that, so they might must have changed something. Obviously, well, not only that, but the Rays paid him. Yeah, that's the other thing. And honestly, I. Mean, no, I, I hate to appeal to too much authority here, but the Rays aren't a dumb team. Um, if they're going to pay a, a relief pitcher, chances are they believe he's for real at the very least. Um, now they make mistakes like anybody else. He could get hurt. That's still right. a possibility. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he walked three guys in those 24 innings. It wasn't just that he improved. It was, it was massively improved. Three walks in 24 innings is... From 11, 11% to 3.5%, which is just a jump you don't see very often. Yeah. Uh, in those 24 games, he picked up eight saves. I'm not going to extrapolate and say he gets 24 or something, but right. at the same time, I think I did project him for 21. Um, I think and he's going to be, he's gonna be a hot name in March. I think he's going to move up. I don't, and, and I think his ADB is going to be pretty irrelevant when we do main event drafts. I think he's going to go way higher than ADP. I think he goes in the top 10 rounds. I was going to say, I think he goes before we take a break and uh, take that 10 minute break. I think Fairbanks will be off the board in all those drafts. I agree. So I want to do, uh, last week we did, um, I'm going to mess up, we did early starting pitchers and late hitters. I want to flip that a little bit, but I don't want to do early hitters because everybody does early hitters. I kind of, everybody knows all those hitters. I want to do mm -hmm. mid-round hitters. I picked a lot of younger guys. I think really interesting. You know, there's only so much you can say about someone like DJ LeMay here or something like that. I picked a lot of younger guys that I think are interesting from an ADP angle. So I'm going to do uh, hitters in the ADP range, kind of 150 to 150 to 250, somewhere in there, kind of the mid-rounds, I think are very important rounds. And then we're okay. going to talk, talk later pitchers. So pitchers in the second half of the draft. So pick 225 and after. Um, okay. So I got a bunch of names in there. But first, a few news and notes. So we have uh, pitchers and our hitters and catchers, uh, pitchers and catchers. Yeah, I'm losing it. Uh, reporting to spring training this week. Uh, we actually got some, a couple pieces of real news. Um, Lance McCullers is probably the most concerning. Uh, they didn't say exactly what's going on with him, but temporary shutdown from throwing is never what you want to hear from a guy who's had many, many issues uh, in the past. Yeah. It's a forearm again. Uh, he only threw 47 innings last year in the regular season, eight starts, 28 starts the year before that. But then, you know, so he had two full seasons, 2020 and 2020. Keep in mind, we only played 60 games in 2020. Yeah. 2020 so he, but he made 11 starts in those, uh, but only 55 innings. He didn't throw a ton of innings. Uh, you know, I, yeah, you, you naturally think you have to kind of knock him down. I've got him projected for 21 starts now, 119 innings. So that's, I, that's after this news. Yes. Okay. I, I downgraded him a little bit there and I bumped up Hunter Brown, uh, who is, they might go six man anyhow, but he's the guy that certainly benefits the most. If there's, you know, he, if, if McCullers is out, 
you know, it's, it's going to be Hunter Brown that gets a little bit is going to get the step up. I may have a few too many innings for him right now. I may have to adjust that a little bit, but um, I have him for 24 starts and 30 outings total. So, and he's a guy who is already getting a little bit of buzz on our, in fantasy baseball Twitter. I mean, yeah. for good reason, he's really good. Or at least he has been really good lately. He's the guy whose mechanics look exactly like Verlander, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I want to make sure I was thinking of the right guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was fun when he came up last year. Obviously, he pitched really well, but obviously, he made what he made two starts and seven appearances overall. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not fair that the Astros maybe lose him to injury and they have someone like Hunter Brown just to slide in there. Yeah, um, that, that, that it is, and they probably have like two or three other guys behind him. No, yeah. for all we know, there's a uh, reason. There's a reason good teams are good. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the other one was uh, was Jacob Degrom, and I don't think this is maybe quite as much of a big deal, but it is Jacob Degrom, so people will obviously react. He has a tightness in his side. He did actually resume workouts today. Apparently, he looked really good in his workouts today. Of course, he did, uh, but not expected to pitch week one of spring training. Um, I don't really think this moves the needle very much as of yet. You know, it's uh, spring training's long. He's always someone that uh, you know it could happen any pitch. But uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't as worried about this as some people were. If he's pitching in spring training in week two, I think it. You know, he he goes to the same place of super risky but uh, super high upside. Wait, were you worried about him prior to this? Yeah, for sure. Point? I just I, I don't think this changed my evaluation of him. Is what I'm trying to say. Sure, that's yeah. I I kind of think the same. I saw some uh, talk that oh his ADP is going to crash and he went like 40th in the in the one of the uh, there's a thousand dollar DC going on right now, um, but I think that was just like exact right timing of when it happened the day after. But um, I I don't think this changes very much. If he's throwing if he's throwing 100 in spring training, let's get, it's going to happen. I think the price is going to go up a little bit. He's still going to be the same guy as he was. You know he always is. He either be awesome or get hurt. It's one of the two. Yeah, um, I was not going to pay the end of the second round ADP on him already as it yeah. was. If he's throwing, um, if he's throwing 100 in spring training, he won't get there anyway. No, and so I I, I won't get him. Period. Yeah, I, won't, I, mean, I won't either. Yeah, um, and I could I could rue that day. I could I really could. But, but can can I say something on that? Please do. Will you though? Like you're gonna take another stud in that range. Like you may rue it if the person you take gets hurt or something like that. But like if if Degrom goes 16th or something like that, you I mean you're taking awesome players around there. I don't really. I just I don't think you have that much regret from my first second round. Yeah, yeah. Granted, granted, if he pitches, he makes 28 starts. He's the number one player overall, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's time. I remember, like, remember uh, Kershaw one year uh, that just yep. he had the Australia game and he got a little oh, I banged for, up. I that. forgot about that series. That's right. Um, and he got a little hurt, shut down maybe, and he dropped about to the third round. And then he had this total awesome Cy yep. Young year. I remember that I had, I had the eighth eighth pick that year and I, I liked eight guys and he was one of them. He got hurt. And then I, there were suddenly seven guys. I liked and I pick eight, um, but someone actually took Kershaw early in my league. It was like the only league where he stayed where he was. I don't know if the guys didn't really see the news or didn't care. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Did those, those Australia games were like two weeks early and counted, right? Yeah, that's right. I remember bringing in spring training and they're like playing those games. It was so early. It was wild. It was horrible. Yeah. Just horrible. And they played it in like a weird, like rugby cricket looking stadium. I remember it was, I remember it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Our friend, uh, our friend Brad Ziegler, I remember was on the Diamondbacks then. So he went over there for that trip. I do remember that. Um, some other news, uh, Elvis Andrus uh, back with the, uh, back at the White Sox. Uh, sounds like he's going to play second base. Um, not surprising here. I mean, he was really good for them last year, surprising enough. And they did, did, the White Sox didn't have a second baseman. Um, seems like a pretty, uh, a pretty easy fit here for a guy who uh, it took a long time to sign. Yeah. Uh, he was so good down the stretch. Unbelievably good. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, it just, I got him in one league and I think Shu kind of pushed me in that direction. I got to give him credit. It's good having a co-manager that you trust. Um, make sure you never, you know, never miss out on a guy in fab, or at least it's hard to, I wouldn't say never, but you get, a, it's a lot easier to catch things. Yeah. He was 17 home runs, 18 stole bases last year. That is astonishing. Yeah. And I feel like zero of those were for the A's. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was weird how <laughs> how bad he was with the A's and how good he was with the White Sox. Now he he's been free so far in, in drafts. Like, pick three seventy three is his ADP in the last three weeks. Uh, how about after this signing? What does that do for you? I probably am still not paying that much attention to it. I'm looking at his stats here. I guess he was uh, he was eight seven for the A's in three hundred eighty six plate appearances. Then he was. 9-11 for the White Sox and 191 plate appearances. Yeah, so I was pretty. I was about right. Yeah, it's it was an unbelievable stretch. Um, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably still not buying it. Are you? I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna think about it. There. I mean, I think he's an end game. I mean, he's he's your middle or he's your first reserve. I'm, that's fine there. If if he gets the got playing times a currency in a 15 year, right? I mean. Do you think he has- do you think he moves up before the second break? So a top 20 round pick now? It's possible. I mean, he he's, has gone as early as 250 in some drafts. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to need a little bit of attrition. You, we're going to need like, oh, he's definitely starting at second base. Yeah. Sort of thing. I, I mean, it seems like that was pretty close to what they're doing. I mean, it was, I think Romy Gonzalez was the purchase second baseman at, at one point earlier today. Um, I looked at roster resources to see who the heck uh, Anders was replacing. I mean, I think it's a pretty easy slide in. I don't know where he hits, though, is the question, because they obviously have Tim Anderson back. They signed Ben and Tendi. Mm-hmm. That kind of takes care of the top four. And you got Mankata, you got Andrew Vaughn, who we're talking about in a little bit. That was a good tease. Um, he's got to hit like eighth or ninth, is the problem here. Because he was Possibly, hitting, he was hitting, he was hitting lead off a bunch for them last year. I could foresee a scenario where Benintendi is at the bottom of the lineup against lefties, and Andrews up there against right uh, against lefties, or just Benintendi getting moved down period. I am nonplussed by Andrew Benintendi. Uh, you know, you know, I am nonplussed by Andrew Benintendi. Yeah, um, I, I he's their big free agent acquisition. Yeah. Sign him for like a four year deal, and I. Just like the Yankees trading form last year, I kind of what am I missing here? I mean, he's an on base guy, kind of, but no power behind it. He doesn't have a good arm, so it's not like defense is a huge calling card for him either. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess he hit he hit three hundred four last year, but that was a huge BABIP year and still five home runs and on five hundred twenty play appearances. I just uh, I don't see it. I guess that your point about on bases is fair, although the year before he had a three twenty four on base, so. Mm-hmm. Not even that is reliable. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of, you're kind of is where that comes into play. I am. I just think he's just a guy. I I was surprised how much he signed for myself. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I guess against lefties, you could move Anders up and he could hit uh, first or second there. That's uh, it's, it's wild, but uh, yeah, they needed a second baseman. I think it works, uh, works pretty well, uh, well for them. I just still can't believe how good he was last year. Um, some other news we got, uh, Felix Bautista, a little bit of a slow start. The uh, presumed closer for the Orioles, a little bit of a slow start. Some, I think it was some uh, neck and shoulder soreness. Uh, sounds like it's just kind of stuff that he's been dealing with in the offseason. Um, they had a note today, expected to be in games, ready, game ready by mid-March. So by the time we do some of the bigger drafts, uh, drafts in Vegas, main event drafts, uh, we should know that he's maybe had two or three outings. I think that uh, as long as he had two or three or four outings before we draft, he probably goes pretty close back to where he was. I get, I have a 
feeling. It's not backed by anything, but this is the type of, oh, he'll probably be ready by mid-March and he's back by mid-May. Sort of type of thing. Mid-May would be not be good. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's it's weird that this soreness didn't go away in the offseason, though, right? Right. And it, yeah, this sort of thing lingers. And yeah, he'll throw in a couple games and it's going to be fine. There'll be no setbacks. Everything's great. Um, it's two different things too. It's knee and arm fatigue. Oh, and, knee and arm. There you go. I, th- I said neck and arm. Yeah, knee and arm. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I didn't even hear that you said neck. So yeah, uh, could you could have just let yourself go on that one there. No, I would never. Or no do one that. would have called would, you out. On I that. would never do that, Jeff. No, no, never, never. Uh, it does quell my interest a little bit at at, at prices. I mean, uh, the thing is, you're spending that much on a closer. You can't have doubt. I know it's a long season, but I guarantee you know. If you're te- you're spending a top 100 pick on a closer, you want him to be ready to go for the start of the season. Yeah. You want to be sure that you know they're not going to mess around and say, "Oh, we're going to ease him in a little bit," or you know, "We're going to we're going to monitor his workload" or something like that. The reason you take a closer there is to eliminate that doubt because you don't want to deal with it. His exactly. uh, his ADP the last three weeks is 65. There's obviously there's a there's a max pick of 136 now, probably the day of the of the news. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean not only top 100, but pretty far inside the top 100. I imagine that'll fall back a little bit, but uh, you know I think that what his two or three outings look like if he has them before before later drafts in March uh, will affect that price a lot. But yeah, I'm with you. I uh, it, it definitely makes me a little worried about saying his name in the fifth round. That's for darn sure. Yeah, uh, I mean I. I would take Presley for sure over him. I already am. So uh, for whatever that's worth, I mean, I'll, I'll sacrifice some strikeouts when it's getting the saves, yeah. you know, I don't really care. I mean, it's the strikeout. I, I don't completely dismissed case, but when I'm looking for a closer, I want to get the, you know, and the funny thing is algos are always going to pick up on the high strikeout guys first without really putting a number value on, uh, you know, just, security of job and and he has a little less security of job because of that um but the next closer goes in the last three weeks and this is on the rotowire online championship 19 leagues uh is helsley and we talked about helsley how we're and we got some uncertainty there too uh and there's a kind of a gap after that yeah go dot 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 and you gotta go down to camilo duvall hey gabe kapler what's what could possibly go wrong there you know it's it, it, it's a kind of a, a hanky little area. Some, then Kenley Jansen after that. You got, some, you got some Kenley right in there too, who, you know, not quite the upside of these guys, but the security and the jobs probably uh, pretty, pretty significantly higher um, in Boston. There's nobody else in that bullpen. Yeah. But, and I got to bring this up and we haven't talked about this yet, but there's MLB announced this past week that they're going to emphasize calling box. Kenley Jansen is a prime candidate to get hurt by that. If you look at his, how his step-offs go, his little herky-jerkiness, and the amount of time he takes, and now he's going to be rushed. I got a, I got a little bit of Does concern there, too. Anyone want to see more box call, Jeff? I want to see more box and more – I want to see more offsides and more false starts. Like, and then know, let's or, throw some taunting in there, too. At least yeah. – Taunting's the worst. That's a whole more other thing. travels, like, more doubles, offside, more like, balls. Impacts the play. Like more box would be just an awful. Like please don't do that. Yeah, more icing <laughs> in hockey. We need this definitely. I just it's so it's so crazy. Like uh, it's just it bong. It's it's boggling. Boggles my mind that that's what they choose to focus on. I did. I saw the same report you did, and I just shook my head. I'm like nobody. A like and they 90- mean it. 80% of people too. don't know what a Bach is or what the rule is. So like, it's just confusing for people. You got random people at games, not on why the guy's going first or second. It's just, it's a mess. Yeah. Bring call back the, call the super obvious ones that actually impact what's going on and just move on. 
Thank you. But it's like everything else in, you know, in any sport with replays involved too, like was yeah. his foot off the bag for this microsecond? Oh, he's out now. What's a catch? You know, we got the, we got the pizza box base now, so we don't have to worry about that anymore, right? Uh, it, there's always something to worry about. There's always the unintended consequences. Always. I, I I look forward to the day when we get the five minute delays in basketball that are in basketball right now. Bring them over to baseball again. That that was fun too. I uh, yeah, I feel like baseball replay takes too, they all replays. I think take a little bit too long. Like if you see it yeah. once, if it's obvious, let's switch it. If not, let's move on. Agreed. Um, last bit of news before we uh, jump into our, uh, our player talk here. Uh, Yankees had a bunch of kind of, you know, throwing out some news there. It sounds like at least Aaron Boone visualizes uh, jo- Josh Donaldson starting a third. We talked about Donaldson last week. We're talking about late hitters. Uh, Glaber Torres at second and DJ LeMay, who kind of playing the rover role. I think he's what he called it, kind of moving around. Um, you got enough guys there that if, if LeMay who stays healthy and he's playing well, there's going to be plenty of time between Donaldson need a day off. Stanton will get hurt. Um, the question is, it's funny, though, because he mentioned third, second, and LeMahieu was a rover. He mentioned Rizzo at first. Didn't mention shortstop at all. And it seems like maybe that's uh, Oswald Peraza. You know, if he if they're not and mention a name, maybe he's the guy there. I don't know who else it would be. I guess it could be uh, Cabrera, too. But it seems like maybe Peraza has, will have that first shot uh, for uh, playing shortstop for the Yankees. Yeah, I think it's noteworthy they didn't, they're not considering Torres at short. Me, too. I think that's, that's the takeaway yeah. for me. The fact uh, they mentioned every other position and just kind of left them one out there, but mentioned four, five names um, seems pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, it also means that IKF is not – his chances of playing are not completely dead, uh, but mostly dead. I think I'd rather watch box than watch IKF hit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Yankee fans are uh, feeling the same way there. I mean, yeah, there's Peraza, you, you, there's Cabrera, if there's you run IKF. You run IKF on there on opening day at shortstop. There's going to be a a full Yankee fan riot. Yeah, uh, it's, except, be, it's all be, the court. It'd be fun yeah. Twitter though. Yeah, at least from the outfield seats, all uh, the corporate seats that are close to the field won't show up to the fifth inning, so they won't notice. It's true. They do have really good fans in the outfield. I'll give them that. Yeah. I do like I like the roll call and all that. They've they've good fans out there as long as you're not as long as you're not wearing a Red Sox hat. They get good fans out there. But um, so let's ju- let's jump into some mid uh, mid round hitters. But first, a quick note from our sponsors, Underdog. The fantasy baseball season is underway. There's no better place to play than Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy baseball. Right now, Underdog has MLB best ball tournaments live, including the Dinger, which has five hundred thousand dollars in total prizes. In best ball, all you do is join a contest, draft your team, and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, and no in-season management. You draft 20 rounds of players and get the best cumulative scores in your starting lineup, which is three pitchers, three infielders, three outfielders, and one flex every single week of the regular season. Getting started is simple. Go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up the promo code RWMLB. Not only will Underdog double your initial deposit up to $100, you also get six months of our Rotoire subscription for free. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code RWMLB. Draft your $100,000 dinger team today all with underdog we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, Jeff, let's talk about some mid-round hitters. I think this is really where you get uh, you get some interesting names. Like I said before, I think we kind of we all know the hitters in the first ten rounds. We'll do a, as we get into March, we'll do a, we'll do a target episode and our guys episode. We'll do a fade episode also. So we'll kind of talk about some guys earlier. But I want to talk about the mid-round guys here. Like I said earlier, I kind of picked some younger guys just because they're they're a little more interesting to talk about. Uh, first one I got is from the uh, the Cal Bears is Andrew Vaughn, uh, White Sox. Uh, he's picked about. I'm using uh, the last three weeks of draft champions, just kind of a, a ballpark ADP. His ADP is 151. Uh, last year, he had 555 plate appearances, hit 271, 17 home runs, 76 RBI. Uh, barrel weight fell a little bit, but hard hit went up. He was a 90th percentile hard hit guy last year, 40, 48.5%. Uh, he's got a really nice strikeout rate for someone with that uh, you know, decent, pretty decent pop. Uh, he's, his strikeout rate only last, last year was only 17%, really low number in today's baseball for a guy with some pop. Uh, where are you and Andrew Vaughn? I mean, this is a, this is full price. It's the 10, 11 turn. It's, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty high up there, but, uh, where are you on Vaughn as we enter uh, 2023 here? I got the, I, I, he's like type of guy that I feel like, okay, he's had, you know, certain times major leaguers need X number of accumulated plate appearances. Maybe it's a thousand, maybe it's 600, something like that. Um, and then the light turns on. I feel like that's the case with Vaughn. The only thing is, you know, he, he slumped down the stretch. His overall numbers could have looked a lot better if they took out the yeah. last two weeks of the season. Uh, really fell apart down the stretch. Uh, dropped like 50 points OPS in the last two weeks. But aside from that, I mean, yeah, um, I, I, I'm on board with him. I, I think he's a very nice target when you're looking for waiting on first base a little bit there. I think that that's a, a fun little area to kind of get get your first baseman. There are others there, but I also – you get at first and outfield eligibility. Always I nice. like that. Yeah. Um I think he's in a better spot in the lineup this year. And there's just no doubt where he's going to play. He is at first base, period. Jose Abreu is gone. Vaughn moves up a spot in the order, too. Let's don't forget about that. I think that helps, too. And Tony La Russa is gone. Honestly, I think that's a huge thing for him. Uh, I do too. This is, it's funny as we go through some of these guys, I find that I like some of them and I don't like some of them. So it's not all like, you know, guys I talk, I want to talk about because I like them. Uh, I do really like one. I just think he's a really sound hitter. I don't think you're going to get a, you know, 42 home run season or anything like that. He's got no speed, but I think he's just going to be really solid. Um, when you get a guy who strikes out that, that little, the batting average, there's a batting average floor in there. He hit 271 last year. Like you said, should play every day, should hit, you know, fifth or sixth, kind of maybe depending on how other guys in the lineup are going, but you know, fifth or sixth in that lineup, good home park. Um, you know, hits uh, hits a decent amount of fly balls. So I think the home runs will come in that park. Uh, I do yeah. really like Vaughn at this price. I do too. Um, 
I like, yeah, I, I think I will have some, and he might even creep up a little bit, but I'm not, I'm okay with that too. Uh, yeah. But although as, as pitchers creep up a little bit too, some of these hitters kind of usually tend to stay the same, even the ones that are the people like. Yeah. I think we talked, uh, maybe it was with Fred. I just, I thought I might've done it with you. Crone Walker and Andrew Vaughn are kind of in group together. I think actually I did it with Fred cause we were doing kind of a one V one, except in this case we did one V one V one on like, like players in like draft spots. So you know, you you get uh, if you miss out like some of the top tier first basemen, you're getting around around round nine. Um, let me ask you this question: CJ Crone, Christian Walker, Andrew Vaughn. Who do you have? Uh, my answer would be I, I kind of like this range. Getting one of these guys, um, I would go Crone third. I go Walker and Vaughn pretty close. It depends what I needed. If I needed a a little more pop, I'd probably go Walker. If I need a little more batting, batting average, I would go I'd go Vaughn. But I do like those two guys a little more than Crone. I just like the fact they strike out less, maybe give you a little more of a batting average floor. And maybe although, less ballpark although, dependent, too. Yeah, and, you know, Coors probably helps the helps the batting average also. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a really good little pocket of three guys here. If you do uh, run out, you know, don't get a first baseman early. This is a good range where you, you want to make sure that uh, if you don't have one, maybe it's a good time to focus and get one because those are three pretty good options at the price. Yeah, for sure. All guys hit the ball hard, um, you know, uh, and Vaughn doesn't Vaughn doesn't strike out very much. Walker actually doesn't strike out a ton either. As far as uh, as much batting average struggles as he's uh, he's had, uh, still under twenty percent strikeout rate last year. I was surprised by the number. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think there's some positive growth there. Yeah, we've been we've been Christian Walker fans on this podcast, so I think that uh, you know he had uh, he had the, the a rough batting average here at two forty two, but you know thirty six ninety four, uh, you know, and backed up by all the hard hit metrics. I uh, I, I like all these guys too. Yeah. Next guy I want to talk about, uh, ADP is about 170. Uh, third baseman in Pittsburgh, Cabrian Hayes, who uh, you know had some prospect hype and came up and hit really well that uh, that first uh, little cup of coffee he had in the majors. Uh, hard hit rate was actually good, but he just hit so many ground balls. They just didn't hit a lot of home runs. Doesn't get a lot of barrels. His barrel rate's under 4%. Uh, 28% fly ball rate just kills the power, explains why you know hits the ball hard, but not a lot of barrels. Um, he had 20 stolen bases last year, though. So kind of that really propped up his value. Only seven home runs and 41 RBI, which really hurt from a corner position. I guess my question for you is, do you think the stolen bases remain? Do you think 20 is a, a spot he can get to? Obviously, we've got the the new rules, maybe help him a little bit. But uh, what are you doing at this uh, this price? His ADP is about 170. I'd like to say that's, that, that... That's exactly how I feel about Cabrian Hayes. Uh, yeah, I'd like to say that there there's... I should I should hope for some growth here. It's just so little power, though. Uh, and year over year, little power. It's not like it was just a weird down power year last year. It's like you would have to get a second baseman with power and not speed and pair him with Hayes yeah. to get this catch up on the speed. I understand third base is thin, so I get the appeal of like getting something that someone that does anything pretty good in this range. But give me Matt Chapman over Hayes. Uh, who, and Chapman goes just only a little bit ahead of him. Uh, Chapman's at, you know, ADP in the last three weeks, at least in Rotowire Online Championship Leagues, is 162 and Hayes is 167. I mean, that's – I'm going to take Chapman every time there. Um, I – if you scroll – there is a gap after that among third-base eligible guys, though. So that's – you go all the way down to Alec Bohm at 196. Right. So that's a gap. Um, I, I guess – the whole I thing is if you don't want to go in that if if you don't want to miss a third baseman go down to the bone range, prioritize it. Make sure you get the one that you want instead of taking the last in this tier. I mean, otherwise then you're like speculating on Jordan Walker or you're going farther down Josh Rojas, and you can see it's definitely a a, a drop in quality. 
Matt Chapman had the 10th highest hard hit rate in baseball last year. Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, the park change should help him as much as anyone fly ball hitter, hard hit rates high. They moved the left center in, although that made the fences taller in the process, but nonetheless, I, I, I think he's a target for me this year. I just, the, if he could just cut the strikeouts a little bit, he just, the, the, he could actually cut him the last three years. He got from 35% to 32% down to 27.5%. If he cut that at all, I mean, that batting average just kill, has killed him the last three years, but he cuts it all. The amount of hard contact he has, just put the ball in play. Like he just, yeah. there's, it's it's right there. He just like needs to fix one little thing, you know, a few more line drives, a few less fly balls, a little less strikeouts. He could just, he could pop so, so nicely too. Well, not only that, but then like the defensive alignment rules might help him a little bit too. So batting average doesn't hurt as much. I, I think it, I, yeah, it, it's going to help every single batter, but just, I think. I'm more positively inclined towards Chapman. Certainly, I would take him before Hayes. Um, I, I would, unless I'm just dying for stolen bases at yeah. this point. We're going to talk about someone that might fix those stolen bases in a few minutes, though. So hold on. Um, okay, that's a tease. You like that? Uh, yeah. Next up in Atlanta, uh, Von Grissom has been the uh, a lot of chatter in this offseason. Like a lot of people, are like, are they really going to start him at short? Is he going to sign somebody? Obviously, Dansby Swanson left. Uh, Grissom. Had his debut last year in the majors, 156 plate appearances, five home runs, five stolen bases, hit 291. Uh, hard hits, pretty blah. Barrel rates, pretty blah. Uh, the K rate uh, has been really good in the minors, jumped up in the majors to 22%. But you think that you know, it's a first time around kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you where do you follow Grissom? Because 170 feels a little bit high to me for what I saw. I mean, he had 27 stolen bases in the minors last year. So I guess you're paying for the speed here. He's not super fast. 59th percentile sprint speed. Uh, my question is, do you really think they, they buy him at shortstop full-time? And where does he hit? Because I think it might be ninth to start. I think that's possible. I saw some some discussion on him on and fantasy Twitter about, uh, and I, I love how I'm just generic. It was, genericizing it, was a, it was a wild week in fantasy Twitter this week. Fantasy baseball Twitter finally got going this week. Yeah, it did. Uh, but some chatter about him maybe starting the year in the minors, but I... I I don't see it, Scott. I, who, who, does Orlando Arcia play shortstop then? I mean, no, I guess I was, I was asking you who, and I, I guess that's the answer. I'm looking at Arcia, Adrian, uh, Adrianza, or Hechevaria. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, I think unless I think he'd, have, he'd just, have to look horrible in spring, right? That's exactly what I was yeah. just about okay. to say. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he would have to completely flop to be sent down, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of cleared the runway, didn't they? I mean, by letting Dansby walk and – I don't think they aggressively tried to keep Dansby. So, yeah, I mean, Grissom yeah. hit. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you're listening and you're a Braves fan, you like, you're, 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 you know, otherwise. But I, I don't think they really tried hard to keep Dansby. Yeah, and I think that um, it, it didn't sure didn't seem like it. I just think that, and we talked about maybe he tanks in spring, but I think he had to tank in spring and then probably tank in April also. Like I think that he did enough last year, both in the minors and majors, that I think they give him a shot. No, I mean, if he sucks all through April, and he's hitting one ninety five. Sure, maybe something different, but I, I think at least the first month, and I think as long as he's fine, I just they, they don't have anybody that uh, is really pushing him. I just don't think. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, but yeah. I, it, I don't even know who's out there, like a veteran wise, to go address. I mean, you know, there's El- nobody El- out there. Elvis Andrus. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. And two hours ago, that might have been the answer. But uh, yeah. Um, in Cincinnati land, uh, Jonathan India won. He won the rookie of the year two years ago, right? Yes, he did. 
Um, down year last year, uh, 249, 10 home runs, three stolen bases, and 431 plate appearances. Hard hit rate crashed. It was really bad. He was down to 28%. He was fifth percentile in hard hit rate last year. Uh, I guess my question for you, you're the Reds guy. Um, I don't think he was ever healthy last year, uh, first of all, but uh, he was 21-12 in 2021, so it was really good. Plays in a great home ballpark. Uh, where are you at, Jonathan India, as a Reds fan and a fantasy person these days? I, I, as a Reds fan, I, I, I'm, I hope he turns it around. I probably won't be on my watch. Um, I need, although his eight, I think his ADP is almost dropped in the last three weeks. I'm seeing like uh, his in on the online championship, his early his min pick is 172. He's got a tight range, tight as uh, Tuco at Salamanca would say, tight, tight, tight. Um, he, he's at 172. That? To t- you said Troy Tulowitzki would say, who'd you say? Uh, Breaking Bad. You've seen Breaking Bad. Come on. I, it's a long story, but I've only, I only got four episodes in. My wife was pregnant. She quit because once the bathtub fell through with the acid. So we never okay, got through it. Okay, you that. barely, because he was in season one. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, range of 172 to 208. You never that really, see that really, that really is pretty tight. Yeah, it's super tight. Uh, and yeah. So I, you're, I, not, you're not buying a full bounce bag. This just last year was an injury health mess, and he's back to the guy he was in 2021. I, I think he could be, but I, I don't count on him staying healthy partially i don't like i th- i mean i could i could see the argument that the the hard hit rate metrics were all bad because he was playing hurt i was um, that as i looked through it that was my only kind of explanation for what happened here yeah uh but i also don't he, he, if you look at his minor league career he was a slow cook prospect he never really got it and then during you know the extended you know or whatever the uh the alternate training site camp i i guess like the light clicked on for him and he was adjusting to a new position then and so he didn't get called up that year but you know he made big strides but before that he was kind of that high draft pick that really never like dominated like he should have um so he could have been regressing back to that mean last year too i think that's a possibility counting stats are going to be bad because the team is bad uh, so, you know, you're, you're going to lose out on runs and RBI to other guys. But then again, I mean, that's probably all reflect, reflected in the price too. Um, yeah. It's kind of like an, an efficient market. Uh, there's a lot of second basemen in this range too. So often I've been like, if you give them, give them to me at 200, sure, I'll take it. But I, got, I could take Brandon Drury just the same. I could take Cronenworth just the same. Um, I like I like India better than Luis Arias while I continue to scroll down. I like him better than Josh Rojas. Kettle Marte, actually, I'm kind of intrigued by a little bit way down there at uh, 214. Point is, there's a lot of second basemen. I'm not going to make a priority to, to identify him and jump this price a little bit, but if he's the one that falls, sure, I'll take him. Perfect. That's a, as, a, as a Reds fan, that's good to get your, your input on that one. Uh, let's jump in the catcher market for a second. Uh, Danny Jansen's an interesting guy to talk about. His ADP is about 182. Mm-hmm. Um, hit 260 last year, only 248 plate appearance. He was hitting well. Then he got hurt. Then he came back, and it was rough. And then, uh, But huge hard hit numbers. And you, can, you, you kind of have seen his name get buzzed about on you know Fantasy Baseball Twitter. We mentioned that a couple times. But uh, 46.5% hard hit rate, 13% barrel rate last year. Dropped his K rate under 18%. So a lot of really good numbers. There's a situation where this is not a discount. This is pick 182. You're drafting really good players around here. And he's got, uh, I do like the profile, but you've got Alejandro Kirk, who's going to catch some, will also, also DH, but they signed Brandon Belt, who's going to probably, you know, DH a bunch also, especially against righties. You know, Vlad's obviously going to play at all times. Uh, how do you feel about Jansen in terms of the, the playing time, the player, and, the, and, the, and this price at 182? 
I like him. I uh, I kept him, I think, in XFL, or at least I went out and got him in XFL way back in November. Uh, the Varsho trade is good yeah. because Varsho is not going to catch. Uh, so this this opens up more playing time because that's one less catcher. They traded away a catcher, obviously, in that one. Uh, so this that is a team is Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel Moreno. Yes, correct. Yeah. Thank you for identifying that. So I think Jansen plays a good, goodly amount because Alejandro Kirk's going to DH a lot too. Yeah. Uh, and Jansen can play. Remember, Jansen was the it Toronto prospect at one point in time. He's finally seems like he's gotten it a little bit more. I think he's a solid player. He's not going to, I think he's in that whole, like, could become the next Sean Murphy type of player. That's, uh, that's, I mean, I would certainly take that at the price. I just, I mean, you look at his numbers. He can hit the ball hard. There's no doubt about that. And I think the the, the not dropping his K rate four percent is a really nice uh, thing. You know, boost that batting average up because he's not fast. Not gonna have a huge bat. He hit two twenty three in twenty twenty one. But you cut those strikeouts, you keep it in the ball hard. Is why he you see you look up and he hit two sixty last year. Yeah. Uh, next on my list is a guy that I thought I was gonna be very in on. Took a closer look at, it, and I am I am not so in on. It's Oscar Gonzalez with the Guardians. Uh, ADP is uh about one, uh, 190 to 195, uh, pretty decent uh, rookie campaign last year, 296, 11 home runs, 43 RBI in 382 plate appearances. Um, K rate uh, was a bit worse, a bit worse in the majors, but still really good at 19.6%. Um, I actually think Oscar Gonzalez has an approach problem. And if I look at it and see it, I think teams are going to figure him out a little bit. Um, he had a really, he was a, he was first percentile in chase rate last year. Yeah. He first. will swing the bat. There's he no doubt a, about it. His chase rate was 46.5% last year. The average MLB average is uh, 28.5%. Like he was 20% higher um, and never walks. So like he feels like a guy to me that just is going to – is swinging. He's he's getting his hacks off. I just think pitchers are going to figure that out. I and mean, he feels to me like a guy that is going to struggle early. He, it, the pitchers are going to adjust. He's going to have to adjust back. And it's, a, it's always a game, especially with young guys. Um I think I'm out in Gonzalez's price and kind of surprised me because I liked him last year. Um, I liked what I saw when I watched him play. But uh, as I looked a little deeper, uh, I think he's going to struggle. I think the batting average is going to be an issue. He hit 296 last year. I would go way, way under on that. Okay, I can see it. Um, I'm actually kind of of like him, but you're right. He doesn't make like Quan-like contact either. So if you're going to swing that much, you've got to be probably at 15% K rate. You know, in, you know, 19.6% 19.6% uh, last year. And if he gets found out a little bit more, yeah, I can see that being a problem. So yeah, uh, I might, I might be, that might be a player I need to adjust a little downward a little bit there. I was, uh, I was surprised by it, but there's why I enjoy, uh, enjoy doing this. I enjoy looking yeah. at players and looking into it. I was, uh, he was someone that I, when I looked at the price and I put him on the, on the spreadsheet, I'm like, that's gonna be someone I'm going to like. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't love his approach. I think he's going to have, I think he's going to struggle this year. Yeah. You might be right about that. A guy that uh, I also think uh, might struggle is interesting. I want to hear your thought on this. This is a huge prospect. Is Riley Green in Detroit? Um, last year uh, he played at 418 plate appearances, hit 253, uh, no pop at all. He had uh, five home runs and he only had one stolen base too. Uh, solid hard hit rate, 45 percent. Barrel rate, 9.3 percent. So it's pretty good numbers right there. Um, fly ball rate killed his it killed his power. He only had 24 percent fly ball rate. Uh, where are you at Riley Green? Because I just worry about the strikeouts. They were high in the minors too. Like everyone's why he was twenty nine percent last year, and you look you're always and you look down, you're like, oh well, he was you know nineteen percent in the minors. That's fine, but he had a couple of years of 27, 25, 27 in the minors. I worry he's just going to strike out a ton. Yeah, he will. I mean, I I, I want to be able to boost him because the ballpark too. changes. Yeah, I want to, and, and I, I I think there's you know 
I think sometimes we have a problem of like looking back and saying that is that player. But then again, you know, without finding the proper, you know, like advancement. But then again, then you go into you go into wish casting a little bit, right? You do. And I I really like him. He's fun to watch. He's really fun in center field. Um, he hit 202 with a 35% whiff rate on breaking balls last year. I don't think he's ready to hit yet. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I, I don't have that aggressive a projection for him. So what is, what is your projection for him? Like nine homers. Oh, that's um, that's low then. You're lower than the lower than the mass. Two fifty six batting average. You know, I, it's pretty tame. Someone, I, I need someone in the chat asked about Gavin Lux. I promise he is on the list tonight, so he's coming up in a little bit here. Okay. Um, yeah, you're. I mean, you look at like steamers at thirteen home runs. The bat X is thirteen. So yeah, you're. But yeah, nine you're, to thirteen, really? I mean, does it matter? The no, I'm saying you're number? not. Uh, you're you're in the same range. You're definitely not. Uh, definitely not optimistic on him for sure. Mm-hmm. But if he hits two fifty five with. 12 home runs and steals five like he can't play that right yeah it's hard to i i i want to like him a lot too i do too i i thought i would when i looked at it but and we're talking fantasy here i just i i wonder that it's just hard to it's hard to play a guy that doesn't hit for a bunch of home runs or steal a bunch of bases like he better score a lot of runs and plays in detroit and uh, i just i just don't see it or he's got hit for a high average and he's not gonna do that he's gonna hit you know mm-hmm. 250 or something uh, I find it hard to get behind him fantasy wise at that price where you're, you're still in like the 13th, 14th round. We got some good players. Yeah, exactly. So back to back guys I didn't like. So uh, CJ Abrams uh, in Washington, uh, got traded in the, uh, in the deal with the Padres there. Uh, so made his debut last year. He hit uh, 246 with two homers and seven steals, 302 plate appearance. Obviously a lot. He's a big prospect guy, a lot of prospect hype here. Um, he was, uh, had a, had a good year in 20, had 13 stolen bases in 2021 and only 42 games. So he is a speed guy. Um, he's fast 91st percentile, uh, sprint speed. Um, he appears to be the starting shortstop in Washington. There are some, if you look at roster resource, they have him hitting second right now. So that's something that becomes interesting. Um, I don't know if he's ready to hit in the majors either. He kind of falls in this so. range here. I just, I don't think he's quite ready to, to hit enough for me. Yeah, you, 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 this is the hater portion of the show. I apologize. Uh, I, when you get young guys, you're going to get some guys we like. We had the beginning, but there's a, there's a stretch here of guys that don't really love. Abrams is going to play. I yes. think, you know, and guys that play a lot, they're young, they, they could get it and they could advance past what their stats have said in the past, but he's not showing any signs of it. He didn't have any homers with the Nationals. He had six stolen bases with them in 44 games. Okay, great. One walk, 23 Ks. And that's in uh, 163 plate appearances. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, what 1.7% walk rate is a problem. Yeah. And I know we don't play in OBP leagues, but that matters when teams are evaluating. I mean, there, he could go back down to the minors. I mean, he, he probably won't, but, you know, just – and he was only 21 last year. Yeah, I would. I don't even know if I'd go with the probably won't. Yeah. I kind of feel like he's got a, a AAA stretch in his in his future here. Yeah, I, I think he needs – he may need that. He may, he may need Again, the conference. And may, maybe the team just – they figure he's 22. We, we're not going anywhere. Let's play him and get, uh, get a lot of season. That's very possible. Uh, he is fast. He could steal, you know, 20, 25 bags, and that's going to that's gonna help. But, again, we're talking about a range. His ADP is 214. There are a lot of good players in these ranges, and I just – I don't see myself clicking his name in this range. I haven't yet. Um, 214 is pretty high for someone like that. Yeah, I need him around 300 before I – I'm going to get him there, I think. I think he's too sexy of a name to get to 300 too. Agreed. Uh, in Texas, we have a guy that got another guy that got called up last year. We got a lot of young guys on this list. Uh, Josh Young in Texas. 
Uh, it was a rough debut, but it was a, it was a quick debut. He only had 102 plate appearances at 204, uh, struck out uh, 38% of the time. That was a huge issue. But he's a guy we talked about, uh, I think it was Riley Green earlier. We talked about, you know, the minor league strikeout rates were high also. Youngs were not. He had, uh, you look at uh, single A, double A, triple A, you know, low mm-hmm. 20s, high teens. So maybe this was a first time around uh, stretch here. Better, uh, barrel rate over 10%. So we did barrel up some balls. Um, swinging strike rate is high in the minors, but the strikeout rate wasn't. Uh, where are you on, on Josh Young in Texas? Looks like he has a job and should play. Hit, hit the bottom half of the lineup, but should play. I, I, the Ks are super scary. But yeah. at the same time, yeah, like you alluded, was in the minors. The hard hit rate is impressive. The other thing is, too, it's just like I felt he was rushed when he got called up. I was like, I was really surprised the Rangers even gave him a look, uh, given, how, you know, they were talking at one point, oh, out for the year with these shoulder and foot injuries. And then, oh, okay, he's back, and we're going to call him up even. And I think they were doing that for this this year in mind. He took his lumps last year, 42, you know, he had a 42% hit, hard hit rate. I mean, that's a AAA, so – yeah, I I think I'll have some of Young. I mean, I understand he could go Joey Gallo on us, uh, but yep, you know he might also just get it. You know, I, I this is he. You know, the pedigree is clearly there. Um, I, I I I you should be targeting him in dynasty and uh, keeper leagues. I think because you especially if you don't get to keep him as a minor leaguer last year yet, because like and, and he had twenty six games in the majors last year, one hundred two plate appearances in a lot of leagues. That means you don't get to keep that. And he's a little different for me than Abrams because he's 25. I think they're going to leave him up and let him hit. I mean, you look at you look at 2021 in the minors. I mean, he hit 19 home runs. And what is that? I'm doing the math really fast in my head. Uh, 78 games. Like, that's a crazy mm-hmm. power. He's got clearly shown the power. He's shown that. Um, and he just uh, – I, 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 I jumped into this thinking, I'm like, oh, it's a 38% strike rate. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to pass on this and move on. And uh, I think I'm a little interested in, in this than I am the, the three guys before him. Yeah. A uh, few more hitters I want to talk about, uh, but uh, first a note from our sponsors at Fantrax. Fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for all kinds of baseball leagues, whether it be Dynasty, Keeper, Redraft, and Best Ball Leagues. Are you coming from another service? Fantrax makes that easy as well. as You can import any of your current leagues and customize as needed. Fantrax offers the most in-depth player pool in the industry, including minor league players. Need to customize a commissioner service for fantasy league? Fantrax offers more customization than any other platform. From scoring system to fab to head-to-head scheduling, all kinds of different various categories you can play. Fantrax offers custom custom solutions for all that and more, and it's all free. Sign up for free today. Enter to win an official MLB signed jersey from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash Rotowire and sign up today. That's Fantrax, F-A-N-T-R-A-X.com slash Rotowire. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. So, Jeff, I'm enjoying all these mid-round hitters. I think I'm going to push uh, late pitchers to next week if that's uh, that, that's good. There, I just uh, we had a lot Agreed. of pitchers I'm going to talk about, so I I just don't want to I don't want to rush through anybody. I, just, I mean, I think there's a good range of hitters here, so I got some more guys to talk about. Um, so, if that's fine with you, I think we'll just uh, push pitchers to next week if you're good. I, I think it's good to retain our focus that way. Yep, and not I, rush I, through the pitchers and I give it short shrift. I think the I think those pitchers are really important this year too. So I think it, uh, I want to do that. Um, so sticking with hitters, uh, we got uh, pick two twenty here is one of the more fascinating uh, fantasy players this year. We're talking the fifteenth round here. We've got uh, Estuary Ruiz for my uh, my my bashing Oakland A's, the swinging A's. Uh, you listen to quotes from you know David Force, their general manager. Sounds like they want him to play center field. Uh, Christian Pache is clearly out of the mix. He's out of options. I don't know what's going to happen with Pache, but um, can't hit. It's uh, It was very clear he couldn't hit last year. Can't play the outfield. But they're talking about Ruiz playing center field. He's 24. Um, 
I knew he was fast. Jeff, he had 85 stolen bases last year. Like that yeah. is a, that's a crazy number. I, I was doing the math. I looked up and I'm like, Oh, there must be different minor league seasons. I'm like, those were all, he had 37 in double a, then third 23 in triple a with the Potters and 25 with in triple a with the, with the Brewers. Like that's a crazy number in 114 games. He also hit, uh, hit 332 last year, in the minors. He is getting a ton of buzz. He is moving up. I think he's going to keep moving up. He feels to me like, if you're screwed in, in stolen bases in round 13, 14, like you're going to have to jump and everybody's gonna, there's going to be two or three teams that need to jump and everybody's going to jump for this guy. Uh, do you think he can hit enough? He's only got 36 plate appearances in the majors, So really nothing to look at there. I mean, hit 171, but it's 36 plate appearances. I can't imagine we really care there. Um, in 2021, I jumped back. He played in double a, he played 353 plate appearances in double a hit 249 only. So the batting average is a big bump last year, but 10 home runs and 36 steals. So he's not a, you know, rabbit who can't hit either. He had 16 home runs in the minors last year too. He was 1685. Um, what the heck do we do with this dude? Mm, we watch as he climbs to like 150 or I something know, like that. I tell you, it's going to be, if you don't have steals, you better jump him because someone else in your league is going to, he's, he's like, he's like that, that guy to answer your stolen base problem. So I want people to jump him. All because right, nice. Spicy. I, I like it. Don't think he's going to hit. Okay. Uh, I feel like, you know, I understand the batting averages were high last year. El Paso, beautiful place to hit. He walked last year, too, which is great for a guy that runs. I think teams are going to say, we're going to make you hit home run, hit for power here. I would would assume guys aren't going to walk him in the majors. I think he will not get walked a lot. I think he's going to find, oh, the catchers with release times that are super fast and pitchers that can hold him on better. I've got him projected for 18 stolen bases. So, wow. Well, okay. that's, I, I mean, that that's low. It is. And I, I might bump him up playing time a little bit more, but I, I don't think. I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, if you look at projections like that, you're, you're on the lower end for sure. I am. I am. Um, Cause I, I think he's Billy Hamilton. I think he's something in that range. Maybe he's got more pop, pop than I'm giving so him credit. Billy for. Hamilton did probably didn't have 600 home runs his whole life. Right. Uh, I think I wonder what he did in the minors. I think he showed some. I got to look this up now. Uh, but I so I while, while you're doing that, I'm just gonna let you know. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at some of these projections here. Yeah, they're like most like bad X is at 21, steamers at 27. I know uh, our friend Vlad Sethler's projections uh, has him in the I think he has him in the 30s range. So, um, yeah, you're you're definitely gonna be you're definitely not gonna be uh, one that's pushing him up. Then. I'm selling Ruiz a little short on power, uh, Hamilton topped at six in the minor okay. so um four of those were inside four of those were inside the park probably um <laughs> hamilton at one point also was a shortstop too so and mid- stole 100 100 something bases yeah too. And so he, he was, was insane crazy um, steals i don't think i really want abrams or ruiz uh for the price i think Ru- I, I really think ruiz is going to get especially if he does anything at all spring training i think he's going to get super expensive and i don't want to be a part of that He's going to steal two bases in that first spring training game. It's going to get dome. But um, I would rather have Ruiz than Abrams. I just think he can hit a little bit more. I think the stolen base upside is so significantly higher. So I know he goes later, but. Um, I'd I agree also, with that, by the way. Um, yeah. Definitely. I just, ha- I have no real, I mean, I should, cause I'm an A's fan, but I have, I don't want to admit that publicly and I don't know if I am anymore, but I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you are, you'll be back I'm, when they, when they care again, unless they move to Vegas, then. By the way, if they, move, if they move to Vegas, I think I'm out. Yeah. And that's fair. Think, just because I hate the ownership so much, I don't think I could do it. Um, By the way, I'm going to bump up Ruiz. He's going to get a little bit more uh, 
a little bit more stolen base, a little bit more playing time too. The interesting thing with Ruiz is like, say if he gets hot, like he's, he, he probably starts hitting bottom of the bottom of the order. If he gets hot at all, like there's so much room to move up there. I mean, we got, I say, wait, the A's have Tony Kemp hitting leadoff right now. Like you can replace that pretty easily. Um, Ramon Loreal is going to get traded. Uh, Nick Allen is a great fielder, can't hit. There's so many guys he can move ahead of really quickly here. Jace Peterson is now predicted to hit fifth, like freaking joke if you ask me, but um, Jace Peterson can't hit. But uh, I just, I think there's a lot of ways he could like just find a way to get to the top of the lineup. And when you get a guy that runs, all you want is you want as many at bats as possible. Correct. Uh, so I did he's bump a, up he's Ruiz. A fast, he's a fascinating guy. Fascinating guy this year. I'm giving him 22 stolen bases now for what it's worth. And a little bit more playing time to go with that. I think I was a little light on that, but I, I'm not giving him 500 plate appearances. Someone mentioned in the chat that Ramon Loyal was supposed to get traded over a year ago. Yeah, he was so bad that I think they and then banged up, and then he got suspended and cheating. Yeah. And cheating. I think that they they just want like a hot month, and they will they will trade him. They are they'll trade anything they can they can move. I just think they were trying their best to not trade fully fully low on on Loriano. Yeah, yeah. I just the history of like the you know. Anthony Gialaldi, uh, you know, made a good point. You know, starting pitching in small bases to get pumped up in their yep. mains is true. Of those guys that get pumped up, how often do they deliver? Almost so, never. So rarely on the small base side. Yeah, of I'll say it because I know you don't want to. You don't want to troll me on it. But Delano DeShields, the prime example there. We've I mean, all had that yeah. version of a player. Though. There was a there was a couple of Billy Hamilton years where he went insane. There was the theory that you just draft Billy Hamilton, and don't draft any other steal, any other steals the rest of the way. Um, Who's the Arizona guy that was such a bad hitter? Uh, Tony Womack? No, that's not right. No, no, more recent than that. Uh, uh, Tyke Redman? That's Pittsburgh. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I thought it was Arizona, but um, I know it was the type of guy who got uh, called I, up and then had like four stolen bases in a game and is on everybody's bench. I know. Uh, I, I, you're, I, think, I think it is Arizona. You're, you're right. I just can't think of what his name uh, is. It's going to bug me. I'm going to have to try to figure this out backward, back ass. How long ago? How long are we talking? Like, we're like five years ago. Like, yeah, recent. Um, I'll be on. Yeah. Let's keep talking. I'll find it. And cause it's yeah. going to bother me. And you know, I know the dozens of listeners that care about this are going to, uh, I'm overstating the case. It's not even that Jared, many. Jared Dyson. No, but that's the type oh. of player. No, there's Tim, another Tim, guy. Tim LaCastro. No, God, that's maybe two Arizona, Arizona guys who had 50 stolen bases in 2019. Yeah, I understand. I understand <laughs> that, but it's not him. Um, he, but he was, he got that push. And we're like, oh yeah, and then he's like out of the out of baseball now. I mean, it was yeah. that it was like super fast. Might it, might not be. Uh, all right, I'm. I will find it. I it will does, find you. It does happen. It does happen pretty fast. You're right. Those are the those are the guys that get pushed up. I think, like I said before, you're just going to get situations where people are going to need steals, and you're like, oh, if I don't take him now, someone else is going to grab him, and it just uh, it gets it gets really tough really fast there. So he's a uh, he's one of the more interesting guys. I think his his ADP is going to be all over the place as people as people figure that out. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't think I don't think it was the Diamondbacks, by the way, because I went back a few years and I don't see anybody. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So I'm gonna start like 2019. I thought I had it with Jared Dyson. Too. Malik Smith. Ah, uh, he he, know, he was Seattle, right? He was Seattle. He he was with a couple of teams, I thought. But I oh, picked him. Was, I picked him up that year. He went crazy, and then next year he went way up. That's a that's Tampa a really, Bay before that, uh, and then broke in with really. The that's a that's 2020, and he hasn't been the major since then. So that's how quickly it can go. 40 like steals in 2018, 46 in 2019, and then uh, two his rest of his career. Yep. That's a good that's a good, so, good good comment right there. I like that. Yeah. So you can get you can get if you get it right, you get lightning in a bottle, you get those 40 stolen bases, it's huge. But 
I mean, he's round just, 15 right now. And I think your point is the probably the most important here. He's going to be like round 10 or 11. Yeah. And if he is, and I'm, I'm out, if I, if he's at 15, okay, maybe then I'll take a look at, at taking Estuary Ruiz. Uh, but you know, we, we have to find stolen base guys. Yep. We have to, I mean, I understand. And it's a weakness of mine. It's probably one that I don't value enough, but I think it's the whole takeaway is I probably need to value it earlier. Someone in the chat asked about Corbin Carroll. We talked about him two weeks ago on the on the podcast, but uh, spoiler alert, we both really like him. Yes. Uh, pick 225. We had someone that someone asked about earlier. We had him on the list already. Gavin Lux in LA. Uh, the way the offseason worked out, it looks like he finally has a, a full starting job. He's going to be uh, their shortstop by all accounts here. They have not, uh, they're not really signed anybody to fill that mix. He's a weird guy, Jeff. I'm hoping you have some some words of wisdom for me here. He had 471 plate appearances last year, hit 276. You're like, all right, so now we're starting off pretty good. Six home runs, seven stolen bases, hard hit rate under 40%. Bill rate was up, but still 6.1%. And this 276 was really boosted by a 341 Babbitt, so he got pretty lucky yeah. there too. Fly ball rate's under 30%. Uh, hard hit rate, uh, exit velocity, and barrel rate are all under 50, 50 percentile last year. Exit velo and barrel rate under 33rd percentile last year. Um, I think we all remember clips of him hitting absolute jacks in the minors and like, this is a sure thing, but he did not hit for much pop last year. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with him in the, in the mid round here. I think you're probably passing is my guess, but just the way you framed the question. I mean, I know I just, I want to like, I don't want to miss it. And it's, that's a stupid way to look at it, but I feel like he's just such a pedigree guy, but Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, it's not, he's not shown it yet. In fact, the fly ball percentage keeps dwindling Um, and And line drive percentages, you know, went up a little bit, but it's a thousand plate appearances now too. So it's not like he was up for 35 games. Like some of these guys we talked about earlier. And I'm concerned defensively. I mean, this is a guy that had a little bit of touch or throwing yips last year from second base. Maybe they think full throws at short. I was going to say, put him a shortstop. That'll be perfect. You know, maybe it's just, you know, the, the short throw. Sometimes it gets in players' heads. I mean, I'm thinking of Knobloch as the example, but, um, yeah, I, I think that Gavin Lux has got an opportunity here. They have Miguel Rojas. They don't, they're not, the Dodgers are not bereft of options. Yeah. Uh, they traded for Rojas too. It's not like he just like, oh, okay, we'll add him on. No, they trade, they gave up something of value for him. So to me, that's an indication that they, they're concerned of whether Lux can handle the job and late innings. You might see Rojas in there more at shortstop, and Lux will either go to the bench or go, uh, you know, shift positions. But they they've never really been able to fully buy into to Gavin Lux. They always kind of move him around. He doesn't play all the time. I I, I don't think I I don't think I'm gonna be. I feel, I feel crazy good. You're kind of in the, you're kind of in the same spot as me, trying to figure out. So someone asked in the chat, uh, Lux or Bryson Stott. It's a good question. I think you like Stott, don't you? I do not. Oh, okay. I don't like Stott. Was I, don't... I was talking to someone that likes Stott. Yeah. Jeff, I, I I thought you kept our conversations more uh, close to the heart, and I thought you remembered everything I said. Yeah, everything. Well, Stott's 30 picks later. Does that help? Uh, oh, because interesting. In, in uh, DCs, they're about the same price. Okay. Um, I... Uh... I just, I mean, you talk about guys doing with the ball hard. Stott had a 4% barrel rate last year. Mm. Um, I think they're kind of falling the same same boat. I just think hashtag that's, uh, neither. Yeah, it might be hashtag neither. I think I'd go Lux if I had to pick between the two, though. Fair enough. I mean, both are good lineups, though. Both are yeah. teams that should score a lot of right. runs. 
both are both are pedigree guys. Both are pretty big prospects. Um, you know, Alvin Lux was an elite prospect. Um, I think I probably buy in the pedigree a teeny bit more, where I think maybe maybe it's coming. But uh, it's it's hard. I, I have to. It's a leap of faith because it's it's he hasn't shown it yet. The thousand plate appearances at all. I think the analysis of Lux would be so much different if he wasn't didn't come into the game as an elite prospect. I think that's a very a very good point and something that at some point it goes away because he's not that guy, right? I just Nick, Nick Senzel's on line three. <laughs> did did he wheel did he wheelchair up? <laughs> uh, sorry, I shouldn't do this to your own team, but that's all right. it's okay. I, I I've had many an A's joke at your expense. You have, and so have I. But they, they suck. Um, three more guys before we jump out of here, real quick. Uh, another young guy, Tristan Case is Casas or Casas? Help me out. Uh huh. Tristan Casas <laughs> in Boston. Uh, he was uh, he was up for a little bit last year. Hit uh, did not do much. I think he was only like ninety five plate appearances. But in the minors, uh, two seventy three, eleven home runs, three hundred seventeen plate appearances. Did have five home runs in the majors when he got called up in only ninety five plate appearances. Uh, Boston seems pretty committed to this guy. There's a lot of quotes from Alex Cora that he's our first baseman. We know he can hit. It's just a matter of getting him comfortable and letting him hit. He lost twenty pounds in the offseason. Of course, we got best shape of your life going on here. Um, I like that uh, he was not he's not a strikeout guy in the minors. He was 24% when he got called up and again, 95 plate appearance, but he was in the he was 21% in AAA in 2022. He was a little bit less than that the year before in 2021 across AA and AAA. Um, so maybe that helps with the batting average a little bit. He's a massive walk guy, like a huge, huge walk guy. He was 14.5% in AAA last year. He was like in the over above that in, in, in 2021. So he's gonna get on base. That helps him stay in the lineup. Uh, where are you in Cassis? Uh, ADP looks like it's about uh, 236. Yeah, um, I'm I'm okay. Get taking some chances there. You know he's gonna play. Yeah, right. It's huge. Yeah, so he, he's a take and rake sort of guy. Uh, it, he's he's. I don't know if you know he might be the type of player they're trying to prevent in a way though. As far as like three true true outcomes, right? Right. Um, somewhere somewhere Jack Cust is offended. They're trying to get him out of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so my I, my wife once glared at me so hard I would yell at Jack Cust in the outfield so loud during a game once she was not pleased with me. Was it because literally, it was Jack Cust or because you were yelling like an idiot? Uh, yeah, yelling like an idiot. He literally dropped a routine fly ball in a game in Anaheim. I just so you're worse than Jeff McNeil as an outfielder. Did oh, you say that? way worse, way worse than Jeff McNeil. This was and, and, and he was out there in the outfield. And the best part was, the was that... shedding a silent tear. Hey, that hurt. <laughs> he was so bad in the outfield. Oh, his, uh, I did not. I, did, I usually don't yell at people, but I was like frustrated and probably had a bad day. And I took it out of Jack Cust. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of like Cassis here too. I think that, uh, I think the walks keep him in the lineup. I think that, that, you know, if he struggles a little bit, he'll get on base enough where they'll, you know, they'll be like, Oh, he's getting on base at 340, 350. Uh, you know, even if he's hitting 230, we can keep him in the lineup. And I think he's going to hit a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of interested in this one. I like, I like the playing time. I like, you know, 23 just seems like a good time to, you know, finally, you know, get your shot and stick there. Um, I'm kind of in at this price. I didn't know if I was going to be, but I, I think I am. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so too. He's got such a weird statistical profile and, you know, it, it to the point where it kind of messed up my projections a little bit too, because, you know, the, his walks were all over the, the place. Like I tried to bump his playing time, but that gave him a hundred walks and that's just too yeah. many, but he yeah. could get in the eighties though. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think he could would, too. Would, do you really think, would you really be shocked if that were the case? I mean, no, you know. I wouldn't be. I mean, from what I've seen, looking at his profile, no, I wouldn't be. I think that's, that's part of what he does. Yeah. Yeah, same thing with like they have a weird bunch of guys like that that are like Alberto Mondesi is the same thing, you know. He could have. It sounds like they want to run too in Boston. They were saying they want uh, they want Kiki Hernandez and Alex Verdugo to run more this year. Yeah, 
And if Mondesi plays, I, you know, that blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a lot of, if, if is doing a lot of work there, but um, yeah, it, it, he's another guy that, you know, he could, he could be a pinch runner extraordinaire too. Uh, so there's a lot of, and then that's not even without with looking at the pitching staff. You want to talk about aberrational. I mean, Chris sale, James Paxton. Yeah. What, what sort of variance could you have there? You know, just, you, you look at the entire starting rotation there. Uh, you, you can know, have like 350 innings or six. Yeah. Does Whitlock start, stick as a starter? Does, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Oh, I forgot they have Corey Kluber on their team. Yeah. Yeah. Kluber. What does he do? What is, Nick you know, Pavetta? even Nick Pavetta is hurt right now. Tanner Howe, because he is a starter. Brian Bayo, is he in the majors? Is he in the minors? I mean, yeah, he's got some injury stuff already, too. I kind of like that profile. Apparently, he was working with Pedro in the offseason. Um, but uh, he's got like a little forearm soreness that uh, that that never leads to anything bad, right? Supposed to throw a flat ground tomorrow, so we'll see. Yeah, great. Well, I've heard that before. I hope yeah. he does because I think it's like a fun little profile. It was a, it was one of the uh, one of the late pitchers we will tease for next week. But uh, yeah. two more guys here. A uh, guy that doesn't walk a lot but does hit the ball hard is next. Uh, Brian Dela Cruz in Miami. Uh, he uh, he had uh, he last year he got called up. Uh, I guess he was up. He was up in twenty twenty one with Miami for a little bit for about two hundred nineteen players last year. 355 plate appearance at 252, uh, 13 home runs, 43 RBI. But you look at his hard contact, I mean, that's what everybody's looking at. 47% hard hit rate, 12% barrel rate. Uh, the K rate to touch high. It was 25% in the majors. Uh, he's never been – never. it's weird, though, because he hit the ball really hard in the, in the majors, but never been a big power guy in the minors. You look at his minor league record, and like 12 home runs is highest before the 13 last year. So I don't know, maybe he figured something out. Maybe he bulked up a little bit. Maybe he did whatever it else is. But you look at you look at his stat cast little, uh, little page – uh, 90th percentile X Woba, 96th percentile X expected batting average, 94th percentile X slug. This dude hits the ball hard. He does. He does. And his ADP is 240. Like you're you're getting to spots here where if you like somebody, it's uh the price is not too high. I mean, he, he hits the ball. He really breaks. He does. Uh but where does he start? Left field? Jesus, our, our depth charts, you know, I, it may not be right, but we have Sanchez, Sanchez starting left, Chisholm in center, and Avisail Garcia in right, Solera DH. Now, there's a lot of things that could be all over the yeah. place on that. Uh, Garcia was horrible last year. So, uh, so, was, Hazel, was, so was Jesus Sanchez. Jesus Sanchez had a 280 OBP last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, he could start in front of any one of these guys, and I and the fact and he's is, he's got he's got the left-handed edge on. He's got the left-handed Soler Garcia and De La Cruz are righty, so that uh, oof, that that's not great for platooning. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the Marlins are still a work in progress, and where everybody's going to play a little bit too. You got you got John Birdie that can play some left field too, right? Yeah, and Peyton Burdick and. They, they no longer have J.J. Blade, so there is that. Um, but He's hitting 45 home runs in Oakland. Of course he's not Of course, there. the swing yeah. and A's. Yeah, going to mash. Bash brothers. Uh, Garrett Cooper's still there, too. Like, I just – they're a weird – they're a weird mix of just a lot of guys. I just – their outfit situations – and that's the thing with De La Cruz is we just don't know, but they weirdly have some depth in the outfit, although none of it's very good except for Jazz. Yeah, I wanted to uh, De, De La Cruz to be a thing last year, and it kind of wasn't. They just didn't give him the chance, but till late, and then it was kind of like, oh, yes, yeah, look what he did in August and September. Kind of feel like he's one of those guys. And guys like that are so frustrating because you like him, but you pick you pick him up or you draft him, and you can't play him because they play two out of every two four days or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's just tough. But exactly, tell you what, that hard hit profile. If anybody's looking at that in the Marlins uh, front office, it's impressive. Yeah, exactly. I'm assuming they are, but you never know with the Marlins. Although Kim Ng is there now, and she's really good. I'd she's like to been see, there for a while. 
But she wasn't, I guess Jeter was running it. Was she running it when he was there? I, I don't know how much say she had, but Jeter's been gone for a full season now, though. I guess he has. Yeah, I, I was trying to come up with a reason, but yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's it's a weird spot. If it looks like he's going to play, I think that uh, I think he's really interesting, just from a pure like hits the ball really hard standpoint. This late in the draft, I right. always like grabbing guys like that. Sure. Sometimes they turn into Oscar Hernandez. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, that, that's a good. Good tail. I like that one. Yeah, it doesn't have quite the Teoscar speed that you get the stolen bases from, but you know, the guys that strike out a bunch and hit the ball really hard, sometimes they become really bad, but sometimes they become pretty darn good too. Well, since you mentioned him, and you know, you and I can't get enough Teoscar talk, what do you think about Teoscar in Seattle? I'm I'm so I, I like I so for, I just love I love the profile. I mean, he, last year he smoked the ball. I know it was it was yeah. not great, but 53% hard hit rate, 15% braille rate. I'm just so scared by the Jesse Winker experience that I just, I'm a little wary, but I think I'm, uh, I think I'm back in at the discounted price on Teo. What's the they're different players like, though. They're I mean, very it, different. You can't, and you can't let one guy like there's plenty of guys that hit in Seattle. Um, but ADP 75, it was like 30 last year. I think I'm fully back in. Yeah. I think maybe I'm, I'm in too. I, I am scared about the ballpark a little bit, but he is right-handed He's fast. He, you know, so there's you don't have that as a winker problem, and there, there's a lot of after the fact or even during the fact, but kind of quietly that Winker had an attitude issue, wasn't working yeah. hard to get back, and all that. I don't. Man. I've never heard of some a similar thing for Teoscar. Teoscar was hurt some of the beginning of the year last year, so oh, I, I think I, I could have some Teoscar. I mean, he swing he swings and misses a ton. There's going to be a lot of strikeouts, but I just like the fact that all the hard hit metrics are exactly the same as they were when he was awesome. Yeah. Last guy I want to ask you about, you mentioned him actually earlier, we were talking about uh, Danny Jansen, but Gabriel Gabriel Moreno got traded from Toronto to Arizona. Mm-hmm. ADP is 250. Uh, in uh, in the minors last year, he did hit, uh, hit 315, not a lot of pop. He had three home runs. He had seven stolen bases and 267 plate appearances. Didn't do much in the main majors, but only had uh, 73 plate appearances. Did hit 319. Uh, nice K rate, though. He struck out. Uh, he didn't strike out all in the majors, but it was, uh, you know, look at more at bats. You look at uh, AAA. He had a 70% strikeout, but he was lower in A and AA. I really like taking a shot on the talent here. I mean, this is a pedigree guy. This is someone that does not strike out. I love that with the catcher. Yeah. You just You build that batting average floor in. My concern is I read some stories, and it's like, oh, well, we have Carson Kelly. We're going to be able to ease Moreno in, and that freaks me out a little. They always say that with young players, though. Right? Like, they can't really – like, if he's doing well, they can't really let Carson Kelly block him, right? Right. Well, the question is, what if Kelly starts off well? You know, that that's the, that's that's the, the issue. And he does uh, he does have some weird streaky moments where Carson Kelly looks good for, like, three weeks. But, my God, they traded away Dalton Varsho for him. Yeah. I, I, I think that's got to be a controlling factor. You would think. He traded away probably their best player last year, right? Yeah. Uh, and I understand it wasn't just for him. It was also Lourdes Gurriel. But... I'm missing someone. But, yeah, probably their best, I guess, Christian Walker. But, like, probably their best overall player. You're right. They trade him. And I just read these quotes and, like, ease him. But you're right. Like, maybe they're just saying that to take the pressure off him in spring. But mm-hmm. uh, at 250, I really like this profile. Is like if you just missed catcher and you want to get him as your catcher one. Or if you want to, you know, you took one early and you want to double up here and not wait for your – not wait too late. I think this is kind of the spot where – 
if you're going to get someone that still is pretty good, you know, otherwise at the past this point, you're probably punting a little bit. We'll talk about late catchers here at some point, but yeah. um, I like taking a bet on the talent at this price. I usually uh, don't get a catcher in here, but uh, this is one that, you know, we had some guys earlier. I thought I'd be out or in on, and I was out on, this is one that I didn't think I'd have much interest in, but I just, I think I'm good betting on the talent here at the price. Yeah, I am too. Um, and I, I think the playing time will come. You're going to have to be patient though. Yeah. It, it, especially, the which Diamondbacks is, are going to have to be patient, which is because frustrating to deal with as a fantasy player as, for a catcher. It's just like it, it, you can't like sit them on the bench because you don't want three catchers. But you got to be you're right. Be patient because whoever you pick up is not going to be any good anyway. Yeah. Uh, are you in on the price? What? Uh, how do you feel about him? I, I am. I think I already have gotten him. I think in the twelves. The you know I you know the I've got a uh, I've got a draft coming up tomorrow. I'm in labor uh, mixed uh, labor league. Uh, but I assume, not tomorrow, I assume, Tuesday. I assume Tuesday, online you're not like flying to New York for this, right? No, uh, it, it, I should say like real time. It's not like in person live. But is there a New York online. labor weekend still? It's that's labor is Florida. Towers oh, is New York. Oh, okay, oh, I got you. And oh, I will be going to, to New York for the, the the baseball HU Florida first pitch thing, right? Correct. Gotcha. Correct. Uh, but yeah, so Tuesday night instead of our, our usual podcast, Fred and I are going to live draft. Uh, we're going to stream live stream during their draft and Joe Sheehan's going to join us. Oh, nice. He's also in the league. So, and who knows, maybe others. Do you know what too. your, uh, your draft slot is yet? I do. I'm eighth. Fred oh, is first and nice. Joe is 13th. So oh, Fred's Fred's. Oh, I thought you and Fred were splitting a team. Oh, that'd be, that'd be fun. Cause you guys are different parts of the draft. So that way if someone's yeah. picking or something, you could, the other person could talk. That's uh, that works out pretty well. Exactly. Oh, nice. That'd be fun. I might have to tune in for that. Yeah. Good. I mean, I, I hope listen, you do. I listen to you guys normally. I I I, uh, I don't know Fred personally, but I really like him on all the all the podcasts. But he comes across really well. He's really good at that. He is. You guys need to meet. He's an unbelievable player too. Every league I've ever been with him is like, oh well, Fred's in this league. It's gonna be freaking hard. He's a really good player. And he's an unbelievably nice guy too. Oh, see, I, I don't know personally, but I uh, I you have a good uh, judge of character, so I will believe you on that one. All right. Good. Yay. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. There's a lot of a uh, lot of comments, a lot of questions in the chat. We also really like that. It's also really is always always really fun when that's going on. Uh, sorry we didn't get to pitchers, but uh, we'll just save that for next week. We'll do pitchers. And we'll do something else next week. I just want to rush through that because there, there there's some important pitchers down there, and that's uh, kind of where you get some gems. So, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank uh, Fantrax and Underdog for their sponsorship of the podcast. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. Other than that, uh, we'll be back back at you next Sunday night. Hope everybody has a really good week, and we'll be uh, we'll talk to you then. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.